0: are in a kind of a two-part little message series, and we're talking about this song, O Holy Night. And, and last week on Sunday, I, I preached a message from the little line in the song that says, The Thrill of Hope, The Weary World Rejoices. And I, I, I preached on the thrill of hope. And, and what I want to do tonight is I want to just study the, the title of the song, O Holy Holy night, that's what I've titled the message tonight. Oh, holy night. And let's, let's begin reading on this Christmas Eve Let's begin by reading the Christmas story together as we examine the words, O Holy Night. Would would you look with me in Luke chapter 2, and we're going to pick up reading in verse number 6 if you happen to have a Bible or a a, a mobile device with with a Bible on it. If not, feel free to look at the screens this evening. Luke chapter 2, picking up in verse 6, it says, So it was that while they, talking about Mary and Joseph, And I think it's an interesting fact that Jesus was born at night. And I'm imagining that Jesus is born at night, and I'm trying to envision. What, what Joseph and Mary were, were enduring and going through as there was no room in the inn. They're, they're in a barn. They're in a stable. There's no electricity. And, and here they are in this barn. And perhaps the only light that they have is the, the light reflecting from, from the moon that, that's coming into the barn. And I'm trying to imagine them having a baby with just a little moonlight. Or, or perhaps there was no light at all. It was just pitch dark inside of this barn, and they're trying to have baby Jesus in the pitch black dark. Doesn't sound too holy to me. Can I tell you that uh, I hate to admit this to you, but I decided to anyways. I'm just gonna go ahead and admit it to you. I don't like the dark, mm I don't like the night. I'm not, I'm not a fan of, of the night. When I walk into my house, the first thing I do is turn on the lights. When it's dark outside, I'm I'm not walk. I know it's my house. I know how to get around. I'm turning the light on, anyways. When I go inside of any building, the first thing I do when it's dark is I turn on the lights. Matter of fact, in the daytime, I turn them on. Hear me? Come on, somebody. Who else is scared of the dark? Come on. It's it's not women. Come on, men. Lift your hand up and join me. Join me. You. I, I, there you go. Even in the church, when I when I come inside of People's Church campuses you say, well, Pastor, this is God's house. I know the Lord is here, but I'm turning on the lights. Come on, somebody. I'm getting the lights on. Some of you remember that old song. It said, the freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. And uh, some of you are not familiar with that tune, but can I tell you that uh, that little song is really true. A lot of crazy behavior happens at nighttime. Can, you, can I tell you something, huh? the crime rate goes up at nighttime. It seems like the wild parties happen at nighttime. Even when your phone rings in the middle of the night at 2 a.m., when the, when the telephone rings, how many of you know, that's normally not a good sign. You're like, something's bad, just happens, and nighttime just seems to have crazy behavior happens, and yet the Bible points out that Jesus was born at night. It was a holy night when baby Jesus was born. I'm curious how many of you had one of your children were born at nighttime. Just lift your hand. All, your, all our locations, come on, get a child. Okay. Have some children born at nighttime. All four Cooper children we were born in the daytime, because the Lord knows I don't like the night, amen. So the Lord graced us. All of them were born in the daytime. And, and I think all of us would say, when our children were born, it was, today a day we'll never forget. It's a, it's a special day. And I remember when all of our children were born and, and how, how the Lord just blessed Tiffany and I Matter of fact, I got some pictures of my children. Here's here's the day they were born. This is our oldest son, Kel. He's he's now 13 years old, and he's a Christmas baby. That's why he's got the, the red stocking cap on. He was born on December the 3rd. And what a what a great what a great day when he was born and here's a, my next my next son and this is this is Cade and he was born and he was born in the month of May and just a little bitty guy and and now he is 11 years old and just never forget the day they were born it was a special day here's my the, the, the next baby and this is this is Karis, our only little girl look at them little pink little lips and that little girl she just precious and my little beautiful wife I mean I never. Forget the day. And Karis was born in August. And, and, and here, here's my last one. And, and, and this is this is Case, our, our youngest son. He's now eight years old, and, and he was born in July. And it was, I'm telling you, it was so special when each one of my children were born. But friends, can I tell you it wasn't holy? No. Matter of fact, I knew it wasn't holy when I had to change their first diaper. Come on, somebody. That wasn't ho- that was not holy. That was not holy. And I, I'll never forget Kel. I, I, I can only remember this with Kel, but maybe it was just because I was traumatized because I was a new dad. But, but it was one of the first times I was changing my, my, my son's diaper. And if you, if you don't know me, I'm a germaphobe. So I don't like germs. So when I greet you after church tonight, I'll love on you. I'll shake your hands. And I, I, my, my heart is sincere. But when I get done, I'm washing my hands and putting some sanitizer on it. Nothing, nothing against you. I love you. Praise the Lord. I'm just a germaphobe and here's my son, my little baby, and I'm changing his diaper, and he decides to relieve himself. I'm like, what? Stop! Oh my goodness, urine all over me? Is this how this works? I might need to take that bad boy back to mercy. I don't understand this. You know what I'm saying? Now I gotta go soak in the tub. Come on, the Epsom salt, sea salt, just get the stuff off of me. I'm like that was not that was not holy. It wasn't holy when my babies were crying at two and three in the morning. It was not holy. You know, you man, you know, you, come on, man, you know, you're trying to get up. You know, you go, you got up so you can say, "Hey, baby, you better, you better go get the baby." Praise the Lord, you're nursing, Amen. <laughs> Thank you for nursing. Our glory to God. No, and and and. The ba- that was not holy at 3 in the morning. My, my little girl, she was so feisty when she was little. She would cry, and she would cry so hard, she would pass out. I'm serious. She would, yeah, yeah. It's like, that was not holy. It was more like, holy moly, what is wrong with that child? I mean, it just, babies. Born wasn't holy, and then they and you know they're not holy because then they, they get selfish and they say mine, and they're mad and they got an attitude and they're angry at you as a little bitty guy, little bitty girl, not not holy. But the Bible points out when baby Jesus was born, it was a holy night, and I could try to describe to you on why on why it was a holy night. But I think the angel of the Lord does a wonderful job of explaining to us of, on why it was a holy night. And I want you to notice this in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse number 9 on why it was a holy night. He says, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people.'" For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A baby was born to you this day in the city of David. And here's why I told you, a a Savior. Everybody say, a Savior. A Savior savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior. I want to give you three reasons from this portion of Scripture why it was a holy night. Three reasons why it was a holy night. Night. And number one is this a Savior was born. A Savior was born. Luke chapter 2 and and verse 11 says that that, that there is born to us this day, this day in the town, in the city of David, a Savior. Jesus was born to save us from our sin. You see, sin separates humanity from God and what God wanted to do was bridge the gap with humanity and so he sent baby Jesus his only son because God wants relationship with us not separation from us so he sent Jesus the son of God the the gospel of Matthew says it like this in Matthew chapter 1 In verse 21, it says, the angel said to Joseph, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save, he will save his people from their sins. And friends, we have all sinned, and all that word sin means is to fall short of God's standard. And we've all fallen short of God's standard. God's standard is perfection, and, and none of us are perfect. We've all messed up. We've all blown it. We've all fallen short of God's standard. I, I know I have fallen short. In my lifetime, from a little baby growing up, in my lifetime, I have lied. I have cheated. I stole bubble gum from the little store across the street when I was growing up. I I lusted. I've been, had pride. I've, I've, I've been angry and had an attitude and gave people a piece of my mind. I've cussed people. I know you're like, well, you're the preacher. Don't judge me. Come on. Because you sin too. Join the club. I'm just telling you my stuff. But, but we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We, we've all messed up. We've all blown it, and, and when we sin, when we've blown it, when we mess up, there's a punishment. The Bible calls it a, a penalty. We, we, we suffer consequences in this life and in the life to come. You see, when, when we sin, when we fall short of God's standards, and the Bible lets us know that you know what sin does? Sin will literally mess up your life here on earth. It will jack up your life. And then it will separate you from God for all of eternity. And God did not want us separated from him, so he sent his only son, Jesus, to save us from our sin. You see, when we sin, we sin against God. Oftentimes, people don't realize that. They think, "No, I'm just getting even with somebody. I'm just telling somebody off, giving them a piece of my mind. I'm, I'm just hurting that person. But when we sin, we sin against God, and only God can forgive sins against God. Only God can forgive sins against God. So Jesus, the Savior, was born. It was a holy night because he came to save us from our sin. And can I tell you something about Jesus. He's a complete savior. He saves us from our sin. He saves us from Satan. He saves us from the law. He saves us from the world. He saves us even from ourselves. He saves us from death. He saves us from the wrath to come. He saves us from hell. He's a complete savior. It was a holy night because a savior was born. Number two is this, there's a second reason why it was a holy night. Number two is this, Christ was born. Christ was born. Notice back in Luke 2 and verse 11, it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, who is Christ, Christ. Some translations have the word Messiah, interchangeable there, Christ, Messiah. And that that word literally means this, anointed one anointed one, Christ anointed one. And, and the word anointed can be one of those churchy words that we, we can use that oftentimes people don't understand. But, but the word anointed, anointing means to, to be set apart by God, to perform a particular task, function, or to occupy a particular position, to be set apart by God, for a task or position. And Jesus was set apart by his heavenly father to accomplish a task that no one else could accomplish. He was set apart. I I just told you how he was set apart to to be the savior, to to pay the price for our sins, to rescue us, to save us from our sins. And no one else could do that but Jesus. You see, Jesus is the, the, the only way The only truth, the only life, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one else can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. The only way to be forgiven of our sins by God is through Jesus Christ. He was set apart. He was anointed, set apart to accomplish a specific task. But I want you to understand as well, when you read Luke chapter number 4 and verse 18, it gives us more insight to what Christ was set apart to accomplish in our lives. So he was set apart to, to, to rescue us from our sins, but, but that's not all. Let, let, let me read this to you in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus talking. It says, because he has anointed, set me apart, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and we are all poor in spirit. We're all born sinners and Jesus was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor in spirit and and all the gospel that word gospel all it means is is the good news. Jesus was anointed, he was set apart to preach the good news and a part of the good news is that Jesus came to rescue us from our sins and friends, can I tell you Jesus is still preaching the good news today. He sent his holy spirit, he sent his word the Bible and and he's preaching the good news through his church today, through men and through women. Today, he's still preaching the good news. And if you need good news today, you're in the right place. Jesus was anointed to preach good news, and a part of that good news is you can have your sins forgiven even today. But but listen to the rest of this verse. He says, "He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted." If you're brokenhearted today, if your heart is heavy, if your heart is lonely, if it's been crushed, been wounded, been shattered, your heart is jaded because of what has happened to you. I want you to know this, that Jesus was anointed. He was was set apart, the Christ. The Bible says to heal your broken heart. And I want you to know this Christmas season, no matter what you're going through, how lonely your heart may feel, you may be grieving this Christmas season. Jesus was set apart to heal your broken heart. If you'll open your heart up to Jesus today, he'll begin that healing process. Even today on Christmas Eve, because he was set apart. He was anointed to heal your broken heart. It goes on to say this in verse 18 to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Jesus was anointed. He was set apart to perform miracles. And friends, Jesus is still performing miracles today. Jesus still heals sick bodies, he still opens blinded eyes, he still unstops deaf ears. He still heals of, camp, of cancer and, and lupus and diabetes and, and other various diseases, Jesus still performs miracles. He was set apart. He was anointed to perform miracles. And if you need a miracle today, I want you to know that Jesus, he, he came to, to bring us good news. And part of that good news is that he performs miracles. He, he heals sick bodies. And, and notice what the scripture goes on to say. He goes on to say, here, here's what he was anointed to do. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Jesus Christ, the anointed one, sets the captives free. If you're oppressed, if you're held in bondage, if you're captive today by sin or perhaps by a demonic force, Jesus came, he was set apart to set the captives free. It really is true. You don't have to leave today the same way you came in. If you came in bound, if you came in addicted, if you came in oppressed, Jesus was anointed. He was set apart to set you free. Freedom can be yours today. It was a holy night because a Savior was born to save us from our sins. It was a holy night because Christ, the anointed one, came to to bring good news to our life. Number three is this. It was a holy night because the Lord was born. The Lord was born. Notice in Luke chapter 2 and verse 11, for there is born To you, this day, this baby, this baby was a special baby. It was a holy night in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Lord. It was a holy night because Jesus the Lord was born. Friends, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Jesus is Lord of all and today, he wants to be your Lord. Jesus wants to have relationship with you because he loves you. And out of that relationship, here's what he wants to do. Out of that relationship with you, he wants to lead, guide, and direct your life down his good path into a path of hope and a future. You say, Pastor, why would Jesus want to lead and direct my life? Here's why. Because God knows this. When you and I lead our own life, when we're in control of our own lives, we mess up our life. Come on, if I ask how many of you messed up your life, all hands would go up. And anybody who didn't raise your hand, you're lying. (laughs) When we're in control of our life, we mess up our life. We, we shipwreck our life. We, we, we make poor decisions. Jesus says, listen, I want to be, I was born to be your Lord. I, I was born so I could lead God and direct your path. But you you have to surrender. You you have to let go and and let God. God has such good plans for your life, but you gotta surrender control to Jesus the Lord. Listen, Jesus knows how to run your life better than you do. David knew this, and I want you to hear what David said in Psalms 23, one of the most famous Psalms in the Bible. Psalms 23, verse 1 says, The Lord, I've surrendered. (laughs) I let go and let God. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. David teaches us that when a person lets go and lets God, they won't lack for anything. David surrendered control to God, and God took care of him. You see, God knows how to take care of us better than we know how to take care of ourselves. He knows how to lead our life better than we know how to lead our life. Notice what Moses says in Exodus 15, verse 2. He says, the Lord, I've surrendered, I've given up. I've let go and let God. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will Praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. Moses said, when you give up control to God, he'll be your strength. He'll be your defense. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. God knows how to lead your life better than you know how to lead your life. But you have to let go and let God. And the reality is this, that's not easy to do it's not easy to give up control it's not easy to surrender control to god jesus knew this and and jesus said in matthew 7 and verse 21 not everyone who says to me lord lord he says, it's hard to let go and let god people are Want to be in control. We we tend to be control freaks in areas of our life. We want control. We want to control. Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does, they're surrendered. They've let go and let God. Only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. It's not easy to let go and let God. And, And he says, Not everyone, not everyone who says, Lord. Let's go and let's God. And Jesus was born that first Christmas day because he loves you. He wants relationship with you. And out of that relationship, he wants to lead God and direct your life down good paths. But you have to let go and let God. There was a captain on a ship, Sailing the seas. And as he was sailing the sea, he, he looked up and in the distance he saw lights. And so he called over his signal man and said, I want you to send a message. And he said, send them a message and, and tell them to alter their course ten degrees north send that message and the signal man sent the message and said alter your course 10 degrees north and and very swiftly a response came back and said alter your course 10 degrees south the captain got the message from the signal man he said what? No, no, he said, send a message. He said, I'm frustrated. They're not listening to me. Send a message to them and tell them, alter their course 10 degrees north. This is the captain. The signal man sent the message, alter your course 10 degrees north. This is the captain. A message came back rather swiftly and said, Alter your course 10 degrees south. This is seaman third class Jones. The captain got that message. What? A third class? Someone who's not even a captain won't listen to me. And the the captain was mad. You're not listening to my orders. Would you listen to me? He said, send another message. Tell him, alter your course 10 degrees north. This is a battleship. I'm going to scare the fire out of them. Let them know who they're messing with. So the signalman sent the message Alter your course 10 degrees north. This is a battleship. A message came back promptly and said Alter your course 10 degrees south. This is the lighthouse. And you can keep coming, big boy, if you want to. But them lights up there. You're going to hit rock. If I was you, I know I'm just seaman, third-class Jones, but you're not going to make it. <laughs> and this Christmas Eve, understand that Jesus, the light of the world, was born. And there are a lot of voices screaming at you in the darkness in the night come this way go this way turn this way go over here alter your course over there but there is one who is signaling to to you in the middle of the night in all of the other voices but there's one that sticks out and he says alter your course alter your course because when you're in control and when you do it your own way and when you follow everybody else's voice you end up crashing You end up wrecking. You end up messing up your life. But if you'll let the light of the world guide, lead, and direct your life, He'll direct you down paths of hope and paths of peace. According to His plan, God knows how to lead your life better than you do. But it's so hard to let and to let God we want to drive our own ship we want to we want to be in control we want to do it our way but I believe there's a voice you're sensing in your heart right now say alter your course surrender give up it was a holy night because Jesus a Savior was born to save you from your sin it was a holy night because christ the anointed one was was set apart to bring good news to your life it was a holy night because jesus the lord was born and he wants to lead guide and direct your life and the question this christmas eve is will you let go and let go